0: Well, I'm terribly frightened by the problem of LSD. Uh, I think there's been a great deal of misinformation. Good people don't smoke marijuana.
1: Don't really says what you can't There
0: is nothing smart. There is nothing uh, grown up or
2: sophisticated in taking an LSD trip at all. They're just being complete fools. Right, exactly. And that's one of the components of the LSD experience, the understanding that there is no they, there's no other. It is all one. One that would engage in this
1: or indulge in this it is just a plain fool.
2: Welcome to the sight of the Delicacy. The Cypher of the Delicacy. The Renaissance of
0: Last time on Psychedelic Renaissance Podcast.
1: Like I've been addicted to opiates since 2003. I broke my ankle June of 2003 and uh, started with Tromadol, worked its way up to Percocet and Vicodin, and eventually I found myself uh, taking Oxycontin. And uh, yeah. And I was, you know, I was, I was using the tools that I learned in treatment. You know, I was doing all of them. I was going to the meetings, you know, I was meditating, I was doing yoga and something still wasn't right. And that's what I started thinking. I started thinking something ain't right with me. I can't drink. I'm not going to use drugs. I don't know where else to go. Mm.
0: Physical dependency on opiates without withdrawal.
2: If that's and, and I, me, I started,
1: not, started listening there, to uh, what the guy on the show, what he was talking about, and he was kind of had the same symptoms I had, and I was, I could relate to it. And I said, I need this. Like I, I need to try this. I don't know where it is, but I've got to find it. I had to be at this room i got a number for him and i sent it to him and next thing you know i got a call and it was a guy named anthony he said hey uh this is anthony your, your family reached out to me he said you're down in costa rica looking for some iboga and i said i am he said okay you're gonna do this you're gonna go to this town or this village and you're gonna be there at 7 30 at night and the shamans will find you and i said okay i'll be there So the next night I was in this, I I found this, I got lost, but I eventually found it. And I was at this, uh, this restaurant and these two people came walking in and I was manic. I need to share that at this point. I was manic. So I was running 110 miles an hour and these two people came walking in, um, a male and a female and they spotted me and they came over and they were just totally chill and just totally cool. Mm -hmm. And I'm not like, I'm not talking like chill, like high, you know, that's kind of, was kind of a different chill. It was like this very confident chill. Cool. And um, they introduced themselves and introduced myself. And I kind of told them a little bit about myself. And they said, uh, would you like to see it? And I said, uh, yeah. And they were inviting me uh, to their wellness center, which was only about uh, three kilometers away. And so uh, I rode with them up there and they showed me around the wellness center. And they explained what iboga is and what it was going to do for me. And they said, you know, you're the perfect candidate like this. we We strongly believe this will help you. Can you explain a little bit of how they broke down what iboga could do for you and and what your someone in your scenario? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, they said that even with sobriety, your brain is now it's miswired. Mm. You've got chemicals in your head, and they've you've thrown off their balance. So the, your equilibrium, as far as chemicals goes, is is just all fucked up. And it's great that you're sober. It's great that you're off those chemicals but the chemicals in your head don't know that and they're not going to rebalance themselves out they need a they need a hard reset Like when when your router's messed up in your house? This is what
2: the brain looks like under the acute influence of psilocybin or magic mushrooms. The brain sort of is shaken up and sort of rewired, right? So a lot of these regions that before weren't talking to one another are now talking at excess. And so you can kind of think about this as adding a lot of flexibility to your brain and, and resetting your brain.
1: They said it's going to be uncomfortable. It's a ridiculously brutal experience and all, but it's rough. I mean, you're nauseous as fuck. You're dizzy. You know, you can't walk. You can't hardly drink water for you know 24 hours. You're on it forever. You know, it is not comfortable and not fun. And it's like it's intense. But that access to truth, you know, if you're trying to figure something out, unparalleled. And that's kind of you know. They explain the dosage and the ceremony and my schedule. It was, a, it was a Saturday night when I met them. They said, we'll have you come into the Wellness Center tomorrow, which is Sunday. On Monday at noon, um, you're going to fast. And then on at 7 o'clock, we're going to have the first fire ceremony and you'll be dosed at 10 o'clock and then you'll sleep outside under the in the rainforest essentially uh, until 7 o'clock in, in the morning. And that's when your journey occurs from 10 p.m. at dosage until about when the sun comes up, about 7 a.m. And you're going to experience something you've never experienced in your entire life. And then the next day, they said is the most important part, that's called recovery day. Mm. And so at 7 a.m., the shamans come. They're they staring at you the whole night, by the way. The shamans are amazing. They're the most powerful people on earth. And um, they're just incredible. So what happens is they you get you go to the fire ceremony. You kind of share like you're in therapy. You know what you're trying to get out of it, what you're, you know, what your questions are. Um and then the shaman's exp- explain you know the background with iboga and how they have it and um, and then it's then they they give it to you and it's, it comes on a spoon so they they reach into this jar with a spoon and they scoop out this 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 powdery substance and then it's it's the most rotten i, I there's no words to explain <laughs> see the thing about it is this it's so powerful and it's it's such an incredible substance that it has it has to taste like shit. Yeah, <laughs> and it is—it is the worst substance I've ever put in my mouth. You and, just put uh, the powder in your mouth. They dump the powder in your oh, mouth, and, you, and then you swallow it, and you're gagging. And they uh, couldn't have at least put it in some water. They, they, or... they will put it in capsules after you've graduated. Once once you oh, they put want it in your you mouth, mouth to... they want your body to feel it. Mm-hmm. They want your body to understand it, or, or you know, be able to identify it. Smack in the face, and, I and so you—you you, you cough, you kind of choke it down. <laughs> good and uh for me i was i was very skeptical i want to throw that out there right away i'm skeptical of everything okay i'm the most skeptical person you ever met oh wait Uh, can i
0: can i first ask what have you had any other experience with
1: psychedelics or something similar to that previous to that yeah i'll be honest on the show yes i have okay yeah that's one of those things this might come back to bite me in the ass but yeah as a teenager early 20s i've done mushrooms okay i've done acid So you understand the effects, but maybe you didn't have any sort of spiritual epiphanies or anything during those experiences, or maybe you did. Uh, uh, No, mushrooms and and acid, those are recreational. Sure. That's what they are. They're fun. You know, you put the dab on your tongue or you eat a couple, you know, caps. And, uh, you know, for the next six hours, you're kind of seeing some visuals that are uh, stimulating. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take these mushrooms. We're going to go to the Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica where there's no cars. We're going to walk around and have a great time. Maybe... Three minutes on the way, this car passed us. Just some other car on like a two-lane street passed us, and we laughed so hard at that. And um, so you had a fun time. Oh, absolutely! Okay. Yeah, mushrooms and acid were—you uh, know—they were—they. They, I was in college, aren't we all? Yeah. You know, we 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 sure. gave it a try. We experimented, so and uh, it wasn't one of those things where I ever became—you uh, know—that I wanted to do mushroom or acid. It was just I tried it, and it was—it uh, was an experience. Okay. But uh and and um so going into this being told that it's a psychedelic obviously I was I was uh you said I was skeptical. So I think this is really interesting cuz I encounter
2: a lot of people who talk as if psychedelics you can take them and automatically have like a spiritual experience, automatically have your life change in some positive way. Was Pirelli's miracle- here we have somebody who tried psychedelic sounds like a number of times and they were just interesting, right? They were just fun. And so, I mean, this is just a perfect example of the fact that depending on your set and setting, depending on who you are, you're going to have all sorts of different kinds of experiences. And he doesn't, it sounds like really even classify them as being of, you know, you know, being as powerful as maybe you or I have encountered them to be.
0: Yeah, because definitely in my personal experience, mushrooms and LSD have been extremely profound. I mean, I've never done iboga, so I I can't compare, but I can at least say that uh, I've easily had like my top five like most profound experiences in my life involving those two psychedelics.
2: Another thing that I think is really interesting and important to point out is that his set and setting is so different from college to now. When he was in college, it sounds like he was doing it for fun, doing it out of curiosity with his friends. Now, He's at the end of his rope with an unresolvable addiction. And so that set that we talk about when we say set and setting is that mental set and then the physical environment in which you're in, that mental set is so different. He's got an intention to heal and then that setting, he's seeking out shaman who are trained practitioners in carrying out this work. So. Totally different set and setting, and that's the thing that we always emphasize. Anytime we talk about psychedelics, is the experience is such a big result of the set and setting.
0: Yeah, the, I can only imagine like that that point. Even just getting to Costa Rica and meeting the shamans under those circumstances, when you're like looking at these people who are you know about to give you drugs, except it's in a in this like very like non-judgmental, non-ego kind of vibe that's that's already setting up your your set like that's that's you know aside from the whole intention of wanting to be healed like when you're when you're walking into your psychedelic experience with with this just this vibe of seriousness as opposed to hey let's party and get fucked up and see weird things you're, you're already changing your end result from the get-go so so that I think it's such a good reminder for us to start our psychedelic integration well before we even take the drugs.
1: And yeah. I'm going to be honest, I'm the kind of guy that if you're trying to sell me snake oil, I'm going to tell you to fuck off. Like that's like I'm not I'm not falling for shit. So here I am sitting around this fire ceremony. They're, they're giving me iboga. And about forty-five minutes uh, passes, and they start asking us. There's four of us around this fire ceremony. They're being dosed. They ask us, "Are you guys feeling anything?" And I'm sitting there like, "No, no, I am not." And the other people are like, "Yeah, yeah, we are." And so they they walk over and they help them up, and they walk them over to a mattress that's about you know thirty yards away. And I'm sitting there now. I'm starting to get angry. I'm like, "Really? Came I all came the way all out the way down here. <laughs> here, and you guys are giving me bullshit." Yeah. And uh, so then the two shamans, they...